Welcome to the Minnesotan Pod. Today we have a very special Minnesotan, Chris Bonvino, the founder of Gemini Athletic, which he started in 1994. And some 29 years later, his group makes over 700 different hockey teams' jerseys every year. It's quite an amazing feat. But if you think that's amazing, wait till you hear what he did before Gemini. I think it may rival what he's doing now. Hope you enjoy today's show. Well, Chris, welcome to the studio, which we have macked out with all Gemini jerseys behind you. This is beautiful. Thank you for having me. But I mean, that to the, be welcomed with a room of my own <laughs> manufactured dress. It's just wonderful. It's, it's kind of cool. It's, it's kind of cool. cool. I mean, I'm, I, we stare at these things each week when we do our podcasts. And I was with some kids uh, at our tournament last weekend. And one of them said to me, he goes, my favorite part of the show is to watch which jerseys you'll unroll behind you each week. Well, it's art. I mean, a lot of people take you know great pride in their their seeing their school's jerseys. When I saw that Southwest jersey, your team, yes, oh man, that's just just art to me. They don't do them like that anymore. It just gushes, doesn't it? It when, does. I uh, I paid a lot of money for that jersey. Uh, no, it wasn't a lot, but they, like they knew how special it was, and the fact that it was my number, the whole deal meant a lot. Oh, so. it's beautiful. My guys, actually, I've mentioned this to you before, found the jersey that I wore at Edina. The actual jersey that How I wore. is that I possible? thought it would be in a landfill yeah. somewhere. I mean, yeah, they found it. And, in fact, it was funny. I put it on my, my social media. And one of my buddies, who was formerly a, you know, a, a foe of mine from uh, Kennedy. John, really? John Reuter said, hey, is my blood still on the elbow of the jersey? <laughs> I, said, no, I don't think so. Cheap <laughs> shot, right? <laughs> right. He was exaggerating. But, uh, no, that's, that's really cool. To have this kind of history. So before we get into the jerseys, the jersey is going to be the end of the show um, because I'm such a jersey freak. I love how they're how they look, how they're made, how they're they're done, and and I think I've gotten an invitation to come over to your office and see it how it's done. Right? Absolutely, the magic. we would love to have you in. Oh, it's going to be great. So before we get that, I'll ask a lot of questions. But before that, I like to kind of give background of how you got here, um, and, and before we were just literally lightly touching on this, we got to all our mutual connections. We got to the worst twins. Oh, I'm yeah. sure we'll get to them a little bit later, but who's Chris Bonvino growing up in Edina? So how did you get to Edina? He said you didn't, you moved in. You were a move-in. Yes, yeah, I moved in. Uh, where were you Where were you originally from? I would have gone to Iron, Irondale. No, New Brighton, huh? New Brighton, exactly. All right, all right, okay. I was in New Brighton. My father was an attorney, and yep. he was working in a private uh, or in a, a small firm, and I uh, got a, a job offer in Minneapolis with International Multifoods Corporation. So we moved uh, to Edina, and I, I knew nothing about hockey. I'd what grade skied. were you in? I was uh, in second grade. Okay. So second grade, I That's never when you skated. started playing yes, hockey? You yes. were so far behind. Well, I mean, exactly. It was, it, but I, you know, I knew any dine, and that's the story with the Worst Brothers, uh, who were my, two of my closest friends, both of whom were in my wedding. Uh, I lived with Mike after college, but. That's, they, you could make a podcast on that alone, living with Mike Worst. 
<laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Uh, great memories. But, you know, these some of the best people, I say this all the time, but I, I mean it, some of the best people you'll ever meet, you've met when you were in first and second and third grade. Yeah. These are still some of my closest friends. That's um, awesome. So here's a, a worsty take on those guys. I, I told you this before the show. I met those guys, you know, their sons played in YHH stuff and we got to know each other. Uh, for for the first maybe six months or a year, I thought they were kind of full of it a little bit. Like they were just too oh. nice. Like how can these guys be this nice? And they just are. They're just they're just decent guys. They are There's just no great guys. No, nothing. not no. one bit. They're who they are. They're just that's how they've always been. Both of them. Oh, now here, last worst question. Can you tell them apart? Yeah, yeah. I, I have I have mistaken them a few times. They they get offended. Uh, Bonnie, how could you how could you not know it's me? And, uh, but you know, no, I can definitely tell them apart. Their personalities are very different. And I think one, I shouldn't say this, but I think one of them chews tobacco and one doesn't. That used to be a tip off yeah, for me, yeah, right? Danny, Danny chews Danny and Mike see doesn't. More often. Mike doesn't. No, Mike's uh, d- different. No, they're, <laughs> no, they're, uh, they're wonderful, wonderful men. But that's how I started hockey. Danny. They had, do they invite you down to the rink or no, something? No, it was the better than we were playing at recess. We were playing football and this was my first year and they were a year ahead of me, but, um, it was cold out, and I didn't have a jacket on for some reason. And Danny had his belt line jacket. That's what we used to call them. So it was a big deal, right? Is that a hockey jacket? And he said, here, just put this on. And I, I put it on. I thought, oh, this is cool. I felt cool. So one of my other, not even more of an acquaintance, a buddy of mine, chirps and says, you suck. You'll never get to wear a jacket like that. And, and at really? that moment, at that moment, a light clicked for me and said, you know what? I'm going to be good at this sport. I'm going to figure out what it is. My mom would drive me to the Minnetonka hockey school where I just get tortured. Ken Yackel. Oh, it was, yeah. Probably. It was, it was, no, it was the Minnetonka really? skipper hockey's in the old wooden barn. Oh, and I couldn't skate. I was terrible. But, you know, I worked at it and all, and then things just kind of came together. About two years later, I, you know, was playing, but I made the PWA team as a first year player in Edina and no one knew who I was. It was a big deal. So that was, I kind of the impetus of, of my, you know, hockey career and it's game. I just fell in love with as we all do. Are you ready for me to embarrass you now? Oh yeah. There we go. So no, I'm, I got a lot of embarrassing (laughs) stuff for you, but let's just go to this one first. Then I'll go back to your parents and a little bit of that. But, uh, I was, it was the Southwest tournament. You must've been a Bantam. Um, and someone tapped me on the shoulder and says, you got to come next door. Chris Bombino's playing. <laughs> it sure I'm wasn't like, Ranheim they were looking at? No, 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 <laughs> I know. So uh, I said, yeah, you got to come over next door. This guy's unbelievable. So we were in Augsburg A, and it was probably Chorsky. So we go trucking over, and there's this guy from Edina who could just fly, and he could take a slap shot like way harder than everybody else. He, and you said you played strong safety in football. Yes. It was like watching a, you know, uh, you know uh, what was that guy's name? Ronnie Lott Ronnie play hockey. It was like oh. watching a Ronnie Lott play hockey. That's what you were like watching. And we went in there, you took the slap shots, the kids, the squirts and peewees, ooh and an on, and you know, like you weren't in our district, so we only we, Minnetonka was in our. You were in a different district, so we didn't see Dinah very often, but we knew Dinah was good because of let's play hockey, and then you were on the team and you were their best player. So that was my first. Oh, that's very here. And kind. It's weird because then in high school, all, all you know the Ranheims and all those guys, Wally Chapman's, were be kind of be kind of, and you were more of like a secondary player, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, I think primary, that's fair right? to say. Um, I played, you know, I played defense. So in, in those right. days, I'd play forward or D or whatever. But uh, you know what happens is when you hit puberty, when you're like 
nine years old, it right. makes a bit of a difference. So I was right. able to, you know, I, I joke about this, but I, mean, I was able to you know, score a touchdown nearly not Probably nearly, every, time every time he touched I, the ball. Well, yeah, I was bigger and stronger and faster. Well, that this is, is the guy we were watching. Yeah, it was a little different. So the slap shot was just like, oh, oh I worked that. on that. I, my yeah. parents, I in there, I destroyed their water heater in, in my parents' basement. I mean, I'd shoot pucks all the time, and I loved doing it. I'd shoot them in the summer. I had a big cutout of a goalie that was in canvas, and I, you know, to stop. I still yeah, managed yeah. to destroy the place, but yeah, that was that was fun. It's funny you mentioned that because I remember that tournament playing at Augsburg. I think I was a first year Bantam A. Yes, that year, and uh, and we had a good team: Mark Humphrey and uh, Ramsey <laughs> and those characters. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's amazing you remember that. I remember a lot of these little details. Um, okay, so go back. Mom and dad. Dad was a lawyer. Mom was a homemaker. Correct. And they're both still alive. Yeah, they're That's great. Really I talk lucky. to them all the time. Well, I should talk to them more, but we talk. We try to catch up because, like, like you and I. We get going and, and we oh, just yeah. never end. Off the rails. Oh, we, you know, we have so much to talk about. So we don't talk every day. We talk about, you know, twice a week right? Uh, kind of thing. But they're in Naples and uh, they're doing great. They spend about six and a half, seven months in Naples every That's year. That's awesome. Yeah. And they, or at know, least six months in one day. Yeah, sure, right? yeah. Well, it makes a big difference. <laughs> so yes, that is for them. That All my great. neighbors are six months in one day people. Like, well, oh, my mom doesn't want to be there as much as he, he loves it there. And, and, you know, in the summer, I mean, it gets hot. It's, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. miserably hot. And here it's beautiful. Yeah. And we've got, you know, the five months that it's nice here. <laughs> yeah. Know, or four, if, if we're, you know, yeah, well, reasonably we nice. Get three this year. Yeah, I'll be happy for, I'm actually, I broke it down last year. I think we're like 23 days of the whole year, fall, summer, and spring, if we had spring, that were nice. So 23? That's what I broke it down to be. We're oh. counting them. Do you count this as a good day? Well, we'd tell the guys at work. Yeah, we'll count this. But we'll then count it. But uh, no, it's, so they're great. I speak to them. Uh, they're, they're happy. They're healthy. They golf all the time. Uh, they look great, um, and yeah, that's yeah, I'm very blessed that they're still with us. And as a youth athlete, you played obviously football, hockey. Did you play anything else? Baseball, baseball too. That huh? was yeah, that was my dad's sport. Um, in fact, he out of out of college or out of high school, and this was back in the you know in the late fifties, early sixties. He was offered a contract with the Boston Red Sox. Really? And he, you know, he asked some people. He was 17 years old. He asked people, you know, what should I do? And he had a couple of coaches, one, one of whom told him, no, no, you don't want to be like that. He says, you'll be in, you know, double A somewhere. You'll be in a bus. Go to college. So went to college and Some good advice. Where did he grow up? He grew up in uh, just just on the, the precipice of where uh, Westchester County and the Bronx meet up. So oh, he's so a New York guy. Yeah, a New York guy. And uh, we've been back there. Where did he go to college? He went to college at a small school in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Co-College. Really? Did he, he play co- sports there? Yeah, you know, Bill okay. Fitch. Remember that yeah. name? Oh, yeah. Well, Bill Fitch the was Celtics his coach, yeah, right? he was his baseball coach, at, at, and he played football as well. But uh, he made that decision. Now, he did tell me, though, he said, you know, had it been the Yankees, I would have, I would never have met your mom. I would have skipped. <laughs> so he, but he was honest. But so he had, a, a, you know, athletically he was very strong. Uh, and where's your mom from? My mom is from Chicago or from Libertyville. Which so, is, yeah, yeah. But so then, how did they end up here? Well, they both met and they met in college. Okay. So my mom from Chicago was reasonably close. Went to Cedar Rapids to call right. as my dad. Uh, migrated out there because of a coach who kind of, you know, he wanted to get out of the East too at that time. He, you know, was, he wanted a fresh start and, you know, 
right. see a different part of the country. And, and so it was, I was very fortunate for me because I, I was born. So that was a, right. that was a yeah. good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they've been, they're good parents. They, uh, and you said you had a sister as well. Is she yes. older or younger? No, I have a sister. She's younger. She's younger, okay. uh, two and a half years younger. She's just about, well, she was born probably the same year, 68, that yep. you were born. Yep. Um, she was born in the fall, though. But uh, it's funny, the other day my parents called me. I was at work, right? And my sister is a, has been a very successful uh, job at 3M. Okay. Um, so my mom mentions, which oh, makes her way more successful than you. Oh, and I. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But no, the fun, the funny part was it, it's just the, the, uh, you talk about humility. My mom said, you know, your sister's going to be lecturing at Villanova this week. Oh my God. And I, at the time she's telling me this, I'm on my back you know, loosening screws to let rusty water out of an air compressor at, at work. work. At so work. Like, what are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm watching rusty water drip on my shoes right now in the warehouse. So it was kind of humbling to think that uh, yeah. she's, my sister's done well and I'm very proud of her. Oh, that's cool. All right. So, all right. So we got that out of the way. Athletic young kid. Um, where, how do we get, uh, go, go through your collegiate athletic. You said, I'd learned this today that you went to North Dakota. Uh, my first, yeah, my first two years was kind of a circuitous path to get there, I guess you could say. Um, I was going to go to Minnesota. Lou Holtz had recruited me at, when he first came here in 84. Yep. And uh, I, I was, you know, pretty, you know, it's Lou Holtz. I'm like, wow. Well, he didn't have a scholarship, and you know, I had other opportunities in hockey and, and some in football to have scholarships. So I was kind of weighing options, and people didn't sign when they were, you know, 11th grade or no it was it was you know that was your spring of your senior year you right. figure it out so I was torn on you know I was I had Duluth uh, a couple of other teams that wanted me North Dakota had expressed interest in both sports and a couple others but um uh, I met a guy in the all-star football game right it was in the fall no way yeah it was right before we were going to North Dakota and I got to be great friends with this guy and you know he was going to North Dakota um so at any rate I I called the coaches at North Dakota and I asked them, I said, you know, is that offer, is it still on the table? For and, hockey or uh, for football? Well, they, it was kind of for both, but it was really for football because. Rocky Hager was at the. Was no, that was North Dakota State. Oh, what? Ooh, sorry. That's all right. You know, oh, people sorry. confuse them, but no, right. it was, uh, it was Pat Burns and then Gino Gasparini was the hockey yep, coach. Yeah, I knew that. So John Marks. I would have gotten that one right for sure. Do you remember John Marks? Marks was uh, he was his assistant. Yeah, long time. So he assistant. had recruited me. Yeah, uh, yeah high yeah, school. Yeah. Then they also recruited me. Well, anyway, so they give they did this with Craig Ludwig. They gave him a football scholarship, but he ended up playing hockey. No way. Yeah. So they. But they Gino would, was the AD. Well, Gino wasn't, wasn't the. Yeah, he was. He was the I think it was the year. I, yeah, he no, he was. It was the year after I got there. He was both AD and head coach. And uh, but at any rate, so I went. I went to North Dakota and uh, loved it. I mean, it was so much fun up there. We it was. The, it really was a college experience. It had all the, you know, the students would show up to the games. Uh, there was just a, you know, ravenous following for, for the, the, the artists formerly known as the Sioux. They yes. Were, they were, it was just crazy. Now, conversely, I love Minnesota too, but, you know, we played at the Dome uh, for football. When I, I transferred, I'm skipping a lot of stuff here, yep. but transferred to Minnesota after my second year. I had injuries. Uh, second year, I broke my leg in a compound break. It was Oof. horrible. Yeah, so then I started walking on it too soon. They had to re-bray. It was awful. So my, anyways, but but I transferred at Minnesota. It was great, but, you know, we'd have our games. I joke, we'd have, you know, uh, 50,000 people at a game. It was packed, but we'd have, like, a thousand screaming students and we'd have 49,000 Vikings fans. Yes. So it, was sort of, it was a little different dynamic than a Wisconsin or Iowa, you know, Iowa those places, which is ridiculous. crazy. 
So, Wisconsin actually was in the dark years in in yeah. the late 80s. I try to explain that to people. Like, what? I'm like, I went to a Wisconsin game because my wife's from there. There was like 4,000 people in Camp Randall Stadium. Yeah, it's pre-Alvarez. I mean, they yep. really changed that, though. That yeah, was, absolutely. I mean, now did they ever. I mean, it's uh, it's a... Uh, Incredible! It's like so. Did you play football for the Gophers? Did you yes. get in the games and play? Because you said you had some yes. shoulder issues. Too. Yeah, I I pretty much was I was pretty beaten up, but uh, I played uh, I played until really the last injury, which which put me out. Um, and it was like several of them, but uh, I thought I was problem. I was I thought I was still that kid and. You know, right. eighth grade, who was, you know, bigger and stronger and faster than everyone. And I played like that. And, you know, your body can only take so much. So oh, yeah, it's I tough. I got pretty beat up. Were you uh, on the sidelines when Daryl Thompson ran 99 yards for a touchdown? Yeah, it was his first game. Well, I was redshirted because that was my redshirt year. Yeah. Yeah, Daryl and I came in as freshmen. Yep. He's still a friend. He's uh, Yeah, he's a great he's guy. A, he's a really nice man. Yeah, I first class is what I would describe, Daryl. I always try he to like, get him off his game, and I can't get him. Whenever I see him, He's I so can't cool. get him off his game. Yeah, he is so cool. He punked me. He and Mac. Uh, I was dating a girl in one of the sororities, and her boyfriend didn't like me because he was a fraternity, whatever. And so he and Max Stevens punked me. They they got me on the phone, <laughs> pretended they were this guy. I wanted to kill this guy, right? I was like, <laughs> "What did you say?" And you know, they they knew I you know I had a little bit of a fuse. So uh, they, they, well, they finally they they called me and said, "Hey, don't go, don't go beat this guy." That, that was us. And I'm like, "Oh man!" You know, he still laughs about it. no. Daryl is uh, Daryl is uh, and Mac. They they were uh, Max Stevens was a hell of a player oh, too. Great guy, Chris Gators though, one of all time. He was from Iowa, wasn't he? Chris was from Ohio. Oh, he was yeah. okay. Well, yeah. Great receiver. He was. We could. I, I could yeah, literally was, do a whole I, pod I on dropping, but there were some terrific guys. Yeah. I still, Donovan. I just got a note from him this morning. He, Donovan Small. Yeah, and he's uh, he's just a hoot. Uh, yeah. We don't have the cleanest sense of humor, but but he's we we you know, we said it's things. okay. Well, it's know, okay. So this is jocular. this is the now we're like mid eighties, late eighties, mm-hmm. Chris. Um, uh, walk through your employment because if you don't give me it, I'm gonna just get it. Okay, so eventually well, I want to get to this modeling. We'll call it a modeling career. You know, I have some had. great stories from being a pizza guy for Domino's. I would deliver, <laughs> and it was so you probably want to hear those instead. No, I no, don't. No, no I, I don't. Um, I really don't. I was walking. I was in a mall. I was in Southdale Mall, and a woman had approached me and had said, "You know, I would really like you to come and see me at my my modeling agency." I'm like, huh. I, I was kind of, uh, I thought, you know, why don't I do that? I mean, I'm, you know, making you know, reasonable money with pizzas, but th- this was, I thought you could meet girls. I mean, it was, that was oh, really yeah. truly my, my kind of ulterior motivation was some Being of the girls. girls. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you struggled at that point. That though, was so hard. This was going to be, <laughs> this was going to be a, it was, a new venture. It was like being a straight flight attendant. I'll tell yeah. You. you know, it was really fun. Yeah. But, but the point is I, I got involved and I, you know, I didn't know anything about runway work and, you know, these are things that, um, I, I'd never been exposed to this. So I, she had had some people work with me on how to walk and different things. So I end up doing this and I was going to go to law school. I'd mentioned to you kind yeah. of at the time and my father, who's a pretty, he's a realist and he knew I was more of a creative, uh, free spirit. He said, you know, son, unless you have a burning desire to be an attorney, I, I would not do this. So you should see his face when I went back to him and told him, well, dad, I'm, yeah, I do. You're right, dad. I decided I was going to go do modeling in, in Europe. And, you know, I'd been doing it a little bit, but he thought, oh gosh, but you know, okay, do your thing. So I went over and did that. Um, 
had, you know, some success. It's a woman's industry, but there's, yeah. you know, there was, there was money and it was the experiences though. People I met, it was really broadening for me. I mean, I came from, did you China. have, here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I Dinah, you're in the bubble, right? Yeah. But here's the question about modeling. Um, did you, uh, was it a constant flow of income? Cause I would think it would be kind of hit It was and miss, very hit right? and miss, but that's what really like, propelled me into a business because that's what we do now. It's very hit and miss. You, right. But you right. have to be prepared. You know, I had to constantly, it really taught me more about business than, than school did. Uh, well, I was a journalism major. Right. So, but I mean, in terms of actually learning business, uh, and I had to market myself. I had to stay on top of my agents to make sure I would get new agents, but I was the person responsible, make sure I got paid. So yeah, it was, I'll tell you, it was a, it was a very eye-opening, but, but, but a, a valuable experience to, it taught me business. It's probably a baptism in entrepreneurship, but you didn't even know you're being baptized. Well, I right? think that's a fair way to look at it. Yeah, that was absolutely what it was. Uh, it was definitely something though that shaped what I did because I had the confidence saying, you know, I can do this. I mean, I, I think, and I, I really, was, I didn't know any better to be quite honest with you. I just jumped just into something it. and did it and dumb luck. Um, What's well, kind of sounds like what you did with, with Gemini getting started there. But before we do that, I got it. You got, you, you have one very, very famous gig. Uh, I want to oh, hear about the famous gig. You know what? Because there's a lot of people who don't know this. No. And they, they and my buddies chide me constantly about it. Uh, I, I was approached through an and agency. Somehow, believe it or not, remember, remember this Bantam kid? I've never met you physically until today. I know. This is funny. But the Bantam kid that I watched at Augsburg B, it wasn't even Augsburg A, Augsburg B, and then kind of watched throughout, you know, uh, high school hockey because we were Southwest right. uh, and Edina. So I, I got I, to watch you there. But then I somehow heard, I don't know where I heard, maybe it's a Pete Hankinson thing yeah. or, you know, one of these guys says, did you know that Chris Bombino, I mean, Augsburg B, Chris Bombino is doing Chippendales. So <laughs> I did let's it. hear it. Oh, it was, uh, it was a job. Now the job they'd use. Just like London Fog job, right? Like this yeah. is a, just a gig. Right? Yeah, it was a, it was a job, but it got to be, well, they used me and I, and I don't say this in a, in a disparaging way. Come on, way. do it, do um, it. A, a lot of the guys. No one's listening anyway. Go, go ahead. <laughs> a lot of the guys who were great guys in Chippendales were some pretty tough guys, and they were wild men. I mean, like woo, the, the actual crazy. the actual guys that dance and exotic dancers. Well, they were yeah, they were mostly ex jocks. They were all ju just some juice donkeys. I mean, they had some really Roids. big <laughs> Yes, it was the eighties. Lyle Azedo hadn't died yet. I mean, they were yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of <laughs> the that test case. Right? It was the indeed he was ground zero, but. Um, the guy who owned Chippendales became, you know, he liked me and he thought I was reasonably articulate. Yeah. And he said, why don't you be the guy? Because, I mean, these guys would get sent to jail. I mean, they, they would, you know, get in a fight. I mean, it was crazy, some of these guys, what they did. So I was chosen to, or he asked me if I would every weekend for almost a year, so even longer than that, I would go and sign these calendars that I would be in different malls, different, you know, shows, uh, all, all sorts of every weekend, you know, World of Wheels car shows. Uh, I mean, I got to meet all these celebrities. I had uh, Corbin Burnson at one. No way. Yeah, I was sitting right next to me. Great. This is right after Major League came out. Yep. And, and he talked. Just a terrific guy. Anyhow, um, so I did that, and everybody kind of conflated the idea of it was a job with I actually, you know, danced in front of, you know, women, and they shoved money in my G-string. I, I never did that. I You were just a model for them correct i was a kind of a mercenary a hired 
gun. So how did you meet these actual ones then? Well, they I met them at the when they took us to Tahiti. So every year I get to go to Tahiti for a week. The best is. job ever. Yeah, um, it was how I started my business. But so so okay, so you're doing the car shows, the mall visits, whatever PR for their brand, correct? On the weekends or whenever. But we, did you have other gigs too, or was this? Oh was yeah, this yeah, so much, so well paying that was it. Well, no, I mean I would do gosh. Dayton, I mean, Target, Dayton's, I did a lot of work in Chicago. Um, I lived in uh, South Beach. I would go back and forth, you know, from the- You had the, two homes? Well, no, I, I, I rented when I okay. went down there, but uh, I had so much fun uh, in that. And that was another experience that was different. I got to see, uh, you know, the real artsy community and those that type of person. Um, you know, business notwithstanding, I, I learned a lot, met a lot of friends, uh, people I still- keep in touch with in that business. So it's very eclectic. I think the things that I've been fortunate enough to have been able to do. Uh, crazy, more than, more crazy than eclectic. It's insane. Like you would think someone who, who built the business that you're built now with all this hockey, you would have been like, you know, oh yeah, I played 19 different teams and had, you know, more of a hockey, hockey, hockey background. Right. You're hockey, you, you put the stick down basically after high school. Yeah. And it was it. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, but, but it also I lives love. in you, right? Well, it's part of how you grew up. I mean, you remember, you did the same thing. I'm yeah. sure as kids, oh, yeah. you were at the park every waking minute that you had where you could be there when you weren't practicing uh, for, yep. with your team. You, how do you know? You live there every, because that's what we did. The and funny thing the is, like, I always joke, like, like, I wasn't a very good skater. So, like, street hockey, floor hockey. Good hands. Backyard hockey where we didn't have to skate, like, more than 50 feet. I was a the best so like i like oh we're playing street hockey day like i'm in where where are we meeting you know like that was the greatest right i we had bob o'connor do you remember bob (laughs) o'connor well i don't know who he is but he's a legend yeah i mean but he as a coach we had him and this guy was just beyond anything that i mean and we had eichola too who was wonderful you had peterson i mean yeah these guys are iconic but bob was just special he worked on you know edges i mean he basically created kind of russian sort of players, you know, in terms of how, just how we stop. We didn't, you know, do this jump over step. We'd open up, you know, and it right. was just more, it made more sense. He was a technician. He's the one that coined the term cycling. The, the term cycling in hockey was the term, the term that Bob coined himself. Right. He wrote books. He was just, I mean, what a blessing to have had him as a coach. My love for the game only increased when I had him. Uh, a really special coach. It's kind of like uh, my mom made this dressing for Thanksgiving. A long roundabout way to Bob O'Connor. Just okay. listen. I would never eat it. It was gross. It was like that orange cranberry thing. You know what I'm talking With about? Raisins in it or no, something? No, no raisins, but it was just gross. I'm like, I'm not eating right. that. And then one Thanksgiving, my mom said, I'm going to have you make this thing. And then she hands me this like jar of sugar and she pours all this sugar in it. And I was like, and I start tasting, well, that's not so bad. And you know, like I was making it, right? Right, right. When you learn how to play the game from somebody so good like Bob O'Connor, it makes it enjoyable. It makes it taste better. It's just better, right? Would you I, say I that's, think that's true? A, I think that's an excellent analogy. A very roundabout way. A roundabout but, way, but no, yeah. Bob was a lot of sugar. I mean, yeah. he was great. And uh, he just was such a serious guy, but... He, uh, well, I have one story that I love about him. When we were, you know, starting to get, like, you know, maturity, 16 years old, I think it was a junior, and uh, 
couple of us were taking uh, fructose pills in the locker room right below his glass office, which looked down upon us. And we were throwing the football around. We were getting muscular, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. points at me and goes, and, and it was me, and I think it was I think it was Mike DeVoe. And he <laughs> pulled us up and said, you know, what the hell are you guys uh, pumping in you? You know, that heavy Boston accent. Yeah, yeah. Or Rhode Island. What are you uh, pumping in you? And it was pills. One of those pills you're popping. And he thought we were on steroids, right? He says, well, no, coach, it's, it's all good. He goes, it's fructose. He's like, ah, that's good news. And he paused and looks at us, what the hell is fructose? <laughs> that was funny, though. I mean, it was like, he was just, an, I actually told that story at his funeral. Um, uh, but, yeah, the people, you know, to me is, is everything. And I know that sounds kind of cliched. No, it's, it's not. People are everything. The people, the worst brothers, those friends, the people that I've met in football, the people that I met through modeling, some of the Chippendale. I mean, <laughs> those you, those are you know, people come in and out of your life for a reason. And I've been very blessed that I've just experienced people. They're what, to me, are important. I mean, everybody has a story, right? Yeah. And I was fascinated with your story, right? We were talking just the other day, like, I oh, don't get into me. And I'm like, no, I want to know how you did this. I mean, from, from your marketing firm to, to seeing this opportunity. I mean, that is fascinating. It kind of explains who you are. And yeah. when I hear about your mom. How yeah. she was, that totally explains a little bit more about your drive. You yeah. Know, you have a lot of oh, it, her it in It definitely you. came from my mom, not my dad. Not that my dad, my dad yeah, was different, different people, right? You're different, different they're different person, people. Yeah. And you've taken certainly that from her, just from, you know, and I, again, maybe you could chime in on this because <laughs> you have that background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kay She's Kayla, pointing at yeah. Kayla right now. Kayla is definitely could chime in on that for no, sure. No, but anyways, I, I just think that, you know, get to the larger point, though, it's, you know, all of the people that I've met have, have you know, there's good ones and not so good ones, but you know, you take the good ones with you and you, you don't, you never forget them and you learn from them. And, uh, Bob just happened to be one of my you know favorite coaches, but I just, as a man, I, I just, he was a gentleman. He was, uh, I really liked him. So there was a, I, I got your information from a mutual friend and your nickname came out as heat and heat then spurs just so many different stories, just not from you, but from several others that know you. And I want to, I understand there was like some kind of, was it real wrestling or was it, was it just comedy? Was this, it, was this a comedy a sketch? It was or Wayne's was this World. It was like Wayne's World. So there was World. actually no, it was just straight Mean Gene Oh, skits. Oh, oh, and the language just wasn't very good. There was but how was it televised? It was, we got it on local access. It was Wayne's World. I know, but who who produced it? There was a guy. He's a my really my best friend growing up's brother, uh, Mike Matson is my best friend. My his brother Greg Matson was a genius. Okay, this was a creative genius. This guy, and he was a, a just a sardonic wise guy. But he was just had. But he's. 17 he's years old 17 at this time, and he goes he's to writing, local cable? He wrote the scripts. He wrote the scripts of who I am, what my character was, yep. and then all the characters. So it was all guys I played ball and hockey with, right? Yeah. And he, he wrote all these things out, and we performed this. And, I mean, we— Are there I mean, actual videos Oh, yeah. It, it's alive? They pulled us finally. They finally pulled it off. But we had fans. I got on the bus one day, and I was, I'd missed the upper grade bus, and I was at the—it was a junior year— and a couple of kids, uh, you know, seventh graders on the bus said, hey, are you who we think you are? And I'm like, oh, because I was, I was quarterback on Edina's football team. Yeah. So I figured they were football fans. Of course fans. you were. Well, but I figured that they would know me from that. They said, 
No, you're Bonnie Heat. Did you play football too? Because that was my. I told you, Bonnie I Bonnie Heat. Was, Bonnie Heat create was was Randy Macho Man Savage. He was just a shameless egomaniac. It was such a fun thing to play, and I'd never acted before. But I mean, and we would just beat the heck out of each other. I had a. Um, I mean, I we so there was people. actual. We had a ring, going on. yeah. It was downtown Minneapolis. It was like North Minneapolis. It was a boxing ring, and then we had some of the girls that were friends of ours show up to be, you know, on the, and you know, chirping from the stands. But we had, I mean, characters that were. Uh, I mean, uh, Todd Nicodem, who was a buddy of mine, was a quarterback with me. He was uh, he was Playboy Buddy Hart, and he had a I mean he had he had like a beret on, and he had like a, a scarf around. So he was these all pretty buff guys, they're all, but so they're all high school age kids though. And it was just it was so funny. But we got a lot of complaints because of some of the you know the language that slipped out, and the fact that we would I mean we would just beat the hell out of each other. It was really like violent stuff. But yeah, were so some we other did. guys that did it that might have uh, been hockey uh, guys. Danny, or? Mike, and Danny did it. Of course, they were the stiffs, and then we had a Rick Rick Rather. <laughs> Rick Ray. He was a right-handed pitcher, yeah, wasn't he? Rick for was, was really he a, good. was he on that? He that played for Miami. Little, yeah, Miami, but he was also like on the Legion team that you won. You know, I think he was he had aged out because he was born in '63, I want to say. And okay. He was so, but at any rate, um, I'm just trying to think of the other guys that were athletes. I mean, we had uh, uh, Matt O'Brien was a linebacker, and he was kind of the he was the American dream. So all the girls liked Matt and. Um, Mike Matson, my best friend, was the ghost, and we became a tag team. But this this got a following, like guys from other schools would watch it, right? Because you know, there's nothing on TV, so no. so that kind of stuck with me. So I've been Heat forever since, and that's the long story. I love it. it was, I absolutely love <laughs> what this we got stuff. away with was Eichler told us we couldn't do it anymore, and we had to sneak in, and you know, we think he won't see it. You know, we, we, he will, yeah, I hope, no one will. See I hope this. he doesn't hear this because he would take my letter away from me. Still, he probably, would. He probably would. He probably would. He threatened me once. Uh, before we jump into some of your personal life, I want to save a little bit of the sh- a lot of the show, f- talk about jerseys and how you make them and everything. But let's do a quick Eichler, um sh- shout out. What, what what would it be on you? Your one takeaway um, about Coach Eichola that was different than any other coach that you came across? You've talked about Coach O'Connor, but I'd love to hear what you have to say about Ike. Coach Ike was just I, I can't. I don't think I have the. I'm articulate enough, you know. I mean that to say what this guy is. I mean, he was iconic, and I and I know that's a, a catchphrase and a word, but this man would run the most simplistic drills. So all the hockey geniuses. I mean, you got O'Connor. I mean, he's doing things that are like crazy. That you know, like Russian things. Well, you know that to have that contrast to Ikela. Ikela, you know, was dumb like a fox. This guy knew what he was doing. We were solid in all three zones. We were so, and we weren't robots. He, every once in a while, he'd come up behind me and he'd like knee me in the back on the bench and say, you know, you can get up ice if you want, you know, in that Finnish sort of accent. Yeah. Well, that was like, you know, I was, that was, he tried to stretch like Bill Belichick's. He, he understood stretching zones out. He didn't really articulate it that way. But the guy as a, as a coach was, was outstanding. He was a good game coach. And, you know, he was just such a humble guy. He never said much, you know. He, um, I had a couple of one instance though, when I did something really dumb and it's hard to get him mad, but I was the kid who could get him mad. Right. I did some macho, you know, thing where I lit somebody up, somebody cheap shot at Hankinson. Right. And he was smaller, you know, he was a sophomore. And so I just ran this kid and it was just a total, I mean, I stood over him like a football player. It was just so, it was so, so gauche. Well, he grabbed me by my face mask and he just chewed my, I mean, I felt like a zero and he was right. And my dad after kind of saw it and said, 
well, you know, if you don't do stupid things, you know, maybe that won't happen to you. you know, so I, right. it was kind of a, a humbling thing. But, I, uh, you know, he was um, someone who I respect. Uh, I saw him, you know, I'd run into him. And, you know, he was rather portly when he coaches. He was oh, a yeah. stocky guy. Yeah, yeah. And he has really thinned out. Well, I hadn't seen him. And this goes back maybe 15 years. Uh, I hadn't seen him, uh, you know, since he had coached me. And I said, you know, coach, I said, you look great. I, you know, you look really thin. And I said, I said, you've been working out. Are you like doing the keto diet? He said, oh, no. He goes, I switched to Bud Light. And that was his answer. He was like, this is the greatest. We were, oh, I can't tell a mother story. But um, we, we, uh, I have a lot of respect for him. And I enjoyed him uh, as a, as a man. I was afraid of him, to be quite honest with you. But I really like him now. I think I ask every Edina guy that played for him because there wasn't the internet in 1984, right? You didn't. No. There was no encyclopedias. Maybe if you open a state tournament program, you can maybe dug around. But did you have any idea what a great athlete he was? Oh, we knew. He told us a story. I'm just curious. What did you know? Well, we Bailey knew. told me that they knew almost nothing about him. Oh no, no. He's. Uh, I knew from my dad though, and then from like John Mariucci, right? So John Mariucci was talking to my dad at a thing, and he was a tough guy. It was at a tournament that he had. It was. Uh, it was a John Mariucci tournament. Right. Okay? So at any rate, uh, apparently this came through John, who was a very gregarious sort of a guy. Another Eveleth guy. He right? said, "Yeah, Willard." And Willard told my dad this, he confirmed the story after, after I'd gotten done playing, or maybe it was when I was playing. But he, Aikala was so good that Michigan recruited him. Minnesota wanted him. Well, Mariucci, he said he'd be afraid. He'd walk on the other side of the street when he'd be back home in Evelyn this summer because Mariucci was such, he says, he would have, he would have, so afraid. He would have killed me. So, uh, but no, he was incredible. Aikala on the 56 Olympic team. I mean, just look at his numbers. I mean, yeah, I, but I, did you know that when you were in high school? I knew he was a great player at Michigan. I knew he was really quick. And, okay. Uh, and I knew, but I didn't know. I mean, I, he figured he didn't play NHL. You know, I thought, well, that, why? Because he went to service. He right. Didn't play NHL. But he was legit. There were only six teams, you know, back yeah. then. But he was he was good. John Mayasich. I mean, all these you know names. But I mean, this is where hockey really started. You know, he was. I was fortunate enough to have a guy like that as my coach. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was just really something. A lot of those guys were. When you go back and look at the, the like you said, Dave Petersons and some yeah. of these guys, all these guys, all the history that those guys. Larry had. Ross. Yeah, but they. they and the funny thing is, I was someone's telling me a story. I can't remember how I learned it, but they ran a camp. Maybe it was Saturday on, but they, they ran a camp in Colorado. It was like Jeff Sauer, Dave. Yeah, Peterson. Aspen. Yeah, that's the camp. <laughs> yeah, all the Dyna kids went to it. Yes, it was like it was like the the who's who. Bob Johnson. It was they yeah. were all at this camp, and they all these basically it was the U.S. hockey, you know, hobnobbers together. But they did they they ran their camps together, and then they're they're kind of like the founders. They're really. It because of them is why we are here today, you know. Well, they laid the groundwork certainly, and they gave us, you know, what they had. But it was just it was a different time. Though you talk about that, and I know with you playing for uh, for P Coach Peterson. No, I didn't. He was gone. Oh, he was. That's was right. Coach he was Baxter. Okay, yeah, he was Baxter. Olympics. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But I, I he's another one. He's yeah. another one of those guys, you know, 600 wins, yeah. you know, crazy amount of But look at the energy. respect they were given. And that's just a different, I, I don't want to make a statement about our, it's our true times, though. but Eichola was, uh, he was iconic. I mean, any of your coaches, you were taught respect, you know, in those days. And and, I, and you know, they demanded that, but you gave that to them and you, you gave that to them. Now I look and I see some terrific coaches. I see some people who are, you know, they just, they're just not treated with the same respect, no. not only from the players, but from the parents 
And I sound like well, I'm the old guy now, right? So, yeah, we're But it saddens there. me because, you know, that was something I was always brought up to respect your elders, you know, certainly your coaches, mm, your certainly. teachers. Yeah. I mean, these are people that influenced me greatly and, and you, uh, all of us. Yeah. And I, it's sad to me, for me now to see what I consider to be a, a real lack of respect. Yeah. You know, it's different if the coaches, you know, you've beaten kids over the head with a stick. But these are coaches who are, you know, sitting, they're disciplining you. And that's what they were brought up to. It's how I was disciplined. I, yeah. I needed to be. I'd be in jail otherwise <laughs> if I wasn't disciplined. But uh, anyhow, I digress. But um, Well, let's talk a little bit about your family. You have uh, a, a wife, uh, Trudy, right? Trudy is, yes. Okay. Um, and she's full-time and uh, worker as well. She's got her own business too, right? She took the leap and <clears throat> bought the business she was working for. We bought it in the building and he has three locations. One of which is the, the main one is in Prior Lake. And then there are two in Lakeville. Okay. She is, you talk about someone tough. Yeah. Danish, Norwegian, toughest people in the world. This woman, uh, is, uh, I mean, it's a good combo. Oh yeah. She's, she's beautiful too. I, you know, a little biased, but, uh, I mean, she was in college. I, I was intimidated because you know how your mind works when you're a kid. I wasn't starting, right, for the Gophers. Oh, so, so, yeah. I didn't feel I was good enough to speak to her. That, that was the rationale my juvenile yeah, mind yeah, had yeah, yeah, yeah. when she couldn't have cared less about that. But um, I met her there. She's an orthodontist, uh, just one of the smartest people. I, I mean, academically, she's off the charts. Right. Um, and she's done very well. She just works. She's a very hard worker. Um, employees... I mean, oh gosh, I think she has 19 employees okay. <clears throat> right now. You guys like competing. You're competing. You know what? It, it's so, I don't want to sound like a chauvinist by any means, but if she beats me in, in what we, in our, in our income, I, I, I feel, I, I, I feel insecure and fear. Do you? <laughs> yes, I do. I'm <laughs> such a low life. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. And you have two kids, uh, a boy and a girl. Don't know anything about this. Do you live in Edina? Yes, yes, you yes. can't. Isn't it your birthright to actually <laughs> live there? Know. You know like, what? I always wanted to live by Braemar. I just thought that the coolest thing. So there's this place, Indian Hills in Braemar. Yeah. And I can walk to the ballparks. I can walk, you know, the golf thing is right there. Yeah. You know, the shooting range. I mean, you've got everything right there. I think it's the most perfect spot in Edina to live. My sister is on the east side where, you know, houses are real, they're beautiful homes. They're really close together. Yeah, yeah. I'm like in a cabin. I can't even, you know, see the trees everywhere. Uh, it's like, I'm, I'm not even in the twin cities is what I feel like at this place. Wooded. Yeah. It's very wooded, hilly. You, you know, it's foliage. It's you have a lake out in front. It's uh, it's great. So yes, that's the long answer. I'm an Edina. All right. And uh, two kids, uh, <clears throat> boy, what, what are their names? What do they do? Uh, Alex and Matthew. So Alexandra is my daughter and she's uh, happily married, 29 years old. I'm a grandfather. She has Congratulations. a little girl, one years old and one on the way. So wow. yeah, it's really exciting. My, uh, she's wonderful. My son, Matthew actually uh, is a Bethel graduate and he works for me. And he's really talk about it. You would love talking with him. He, I'm good at what I do. Yeah. He, he's exceptional. He's yeah. beyond what of my capacity. I have him doing a lot of my designing, <clears throat> excuse me now. So he might be the designer. He's the, he is the designer now. I mean, I've done things up to this point. He's taken it to another wow. level, but this guy, what he thinks of, I mean, it's just unbelievable how his mind works. And he was pre-med. So he had gone through inorganic, organic chemistry, but then he had an epiphany and he came to us and said, you know, my wife's a scientist and, and uh, you know, academician and he's a smart kid. He had a scholarship uh, to Bethel 
um, or partial, but he had, you know, part of his academics paid as a result of his scores and whatnot. So he said, you know, I just don't want to do this. I thought I wanted to do this, but you know what? I, I, I'm a creative type. And I, he, he went and he redid his major and he became, he became a fine arts major. And, uh, you know, I've been blessed to have him. I mean, truly, this kid is exceptional at what he does. Oh, I can't wait to see some yeah, of his predecessor was good. And too. the weird part, it, it kind of helps build your legacy with, because uh, I think one of your legacies is design. I mean, yeah, creative. You personally, some of the stuff you've, you've designed is fantastic. He takes the pride that I have in that as well. Um, so no, it's 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 really it's 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 worked out. I couldn't be happier, particularly to have my son, you know, with me. Yeah, at work and. Uh, no, it's it's been great. All right. Um, okay. Let's talk about. Let's. We know who you are now. Uh, we know who your influences were and how you got here. But how did the the company start? You told me before we started the show that uh, uh, one of the reasons you started uh, Gemini was because the jersey you put on in Edina was trash. <laughs> well, it wasn't. I, that was a little harsh. But you know, I looked forward to wearing that jersey back in the. Uh, 70s and the 80s early 80s we had you know really it wasn't very nice stuff i mean in the youth program it was you know a a cheap screen printed mesh jersey you got me fooled they had the green breezers and that white well we had green breezers but no but they were we had a yellow jersey we had a yellow jersey that's all in high school no no this is youth youth. yeah youth so the the setting up though i I mean watching the the watching the east and the west guys there were two schools when i was a kid but you know icolas was the east the hornets and then watching them skate around and watching you know the cougars i mean it was like that's what you that's what you want to be. I mean, that's your goal is to play with the other cool Were you jerseys. an East guy or West guy? I was a West guy. Yeah, you kind of remind me of a West That's guy. right, because the, the East guys were the nice guys. They yes, were the good guys. They, they were. were like, and we were kind of the spoiled miscreants of, of the yes. city of Edina. It's true. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Anyhow, uh, but I wanted to put that jersey on so badly. When I was a sophomore, they just put, made the – the schools had just merged. There yep. was one Edina, yep. and it was crazy. I mean, you know, Letterman previous year getting cut. Cut. We had three hundred and seventeen or twenty skaters trying out for seventeen or fifteen skater positions on the varsity hockey team. So none of us sophomores. I mean, very few of us even made JV. But they brought me up at the uh, Thanksgiving time, right when the season started, for a preseason thing. And I put the sweater on, right? And I'm thinking, oh, man, it was the old East sweater, you know, yep. but I thought it was going to be nicer, you know, so I was kind of disappointed. I mean, it was, it was, eh, I thought, you know, it's going to be like the Canadians, you know, this is like the, the yeah. So my point to you, and, and, and I say this in all sincerity, that, you know, the reason my business exists, Gemini exists is, well, it's, it's a business, of course, but we never do I want a kid or anybody to put a jersey on that we made and feel that it doesn't, kind of complete their achievement or it doesn't detract it, it it only enhances the fact that they made you made this team now you get this jersey this is a work of art and i want them to feel that and i actually take it personally when they don't i mean it means it's not a commodity to me it's it's right. a, it's a piece of art and i want them to embrace it like uh you know they do making that team so how did it start? Like, what was what what was the order? What what were you doing? I mean, you said something about you were doing like dance line jackets we were doing or something like before star, that. Remember starter jackets? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we were making these jackets, and they were really cool. And you I say learned. we like how many was we at it the was time? Me. Like, it like was two me other people. And my friend, uh, my friend Nam, who's still with me, who I met in 1991. 
And uh, he's still with me. Now he's in his almost, he's almost 70 now, but he was my first employee. He's still there. He's peripheral now, but he's, anyway, so we, he and I, uh, I, you know, investigated. I, I, I went and got a job sewing, remember Zubas? Remember oh, yeah. those things? So yeah. there was a company in St. Paul that was sewing these. And I met this guy. I walked in. I was modeling, right? So I had yeah. income. And I said, you know, I'll work for you for free if you teach me about how sewing works. And he's like, okay. So I sit there with my Walkman on, you know, yeah. and I'm sewing next to, you know, these Why did kale. you do that? You were- I needed to learn how it worked. I knew nothing about it, right? I didn't know how so I didn't know what a cover stitch machine was. I didn't know what a serger was, four thread lock, five thread, all these things that I wanted, I needed to know in order to, you know, if I'm going to communicate something to someone, I want to understand how it works. Right. So you did this knowing you were going to start a yeah, that manufacturing was my, company. That was my goal. I met a guy actually when I was doing a modeling job in Chicago. We got in a, uh, sometimes we'll do this, we went to location. So we had a big Winnebago, all the, all the models were in the Winnebago. And the guy that owned the company, it was a jacket company out of um, Kansas City. And uh, anyways, the guy was cool. He was, you know, like, he was about 15 years older than I was. I was 22, 20. So he was established. Yeah, he had a, and they were hiring us to shoot for his catalog. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, how did you get to do this? I asked him, you know, pointed questions. I said, you know, I'd like to do something like what you're doing. And I just don't know how I would do that. And he said, well, you just, you know, you, he had inherited the company, but he understood how it worked and, and was kind of helpful to me. I, I call him once in a while after we got along. We had kind of similar backgrounds. And he was a, you know, athletic guy and loved sports. Right. So it was his purpose. Well, then um, to the, the way it changed was we started making these jackets. And we actually got a lot of cheerleading teams. And we, we started being that jacket niche for dance teams primarily. My wife was in dance teams. Yeah, so yeah. Sort of, yeah, you, know, you're, you had some leads, we, right? We did some really neat stuff that was, we did the Vikings cheerleaders. Uh, we did, I mean, all sorts of stuff. Well, at any rate, um, I kind of knew that this was a fad and, and it occurred to me that, you know, these jackets can be imported. What really makes them, you know, the, the starter thing is a fad, you know, with all the stripes and the whole, it's like a yeah. jersey almost. Yep. Well, at that time we were doing, you know, a lot of the WCHA teams, jackets, warm-up suits, right? We were making really? them here. Yeah. Well, they, you know, it was before, it was pre-NAFTA, right? Or it was right at that time. Yep. So, and that's another fun story. But at any rate, so Dean Blaze changed my life and the comp- my, my company's direction. He uh, called and um, asked me, we were doing their warm-ups. He says, I'm sick of these jerseys. Can you guys make jerseys for us? And I had no, no knowledge of that. I said, yeah, I can try. You know, certainly I Wasn't there, quick stop here, wasn't there a period where North Dakota removed the Indian head? Yes, it was that period. North and Dakota. That's it was that period. We we brought in the geometric, the first one we did. I sewed it my it's it's you'll see it when you come to my office. It's it's framed in my office. What's the geometric? That was the, the, it was the Indian or the oh, native. Oh, the, the newer, the it was kind of known, a new and improved Native American, right? It was, it was a, it was an angular, uh, uh, it's hard to describe it. It was pointed It had points on, yep. on the headdress and yep. it was green and black and it was, yeah. so we did that with Sue above it. Who designed that? Me. Well, no, no, the, the logo was the school. It was logo. the school. Okay. All right. Got it. Got we it. designed a Jersey. We sent it to him and it was the neatest thing because we, we, pioneered this fabric which was not a great hockey fabric but it was cool it stretched it was shiny they used it in football jerseys and shoulders it was called dazzle oh it was i got some right i got some dazzle well, we that. were the ones was, who pioneered right the 
Crimson. Yeah, that, yeah. That's for sure d- Dazzle. We pioneered that product, and we had all of a sudden you had Denver called us, Minnesota State, Mankato. Uh, uh, I mean, all these teams wanted this jersey because North Dakota had it. It was like so. I remember. All of a sudden we went, boop. I mean, we just grew, and it was but all they also had that. Excuse me. I know you're probably punch me for saying this, but uh, they also, a lot of schools went through that Amanheim Ducks oh, thing. Oh, yeah, the 90s was a bad, it was the, oh, it was the, it was the, uh, it was the lowest time in fashion for hockey jerseys, <laughs> if there is such a thing. That <laughs> decade. The it's kind of like the Houston Astros, remember oh, that crazy. in the 70s with, 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 the, the, with the stripes yeah, and that the was shorts. Bad. They had yeah, the, the, bad, the, bad, bad, bad. No, right? it was awful. I mean, the, we, we were joking about this before. It was so bad. You know how New York fans are, right? Yeah. So the Islanders were pelted with fish sticks. For sure. Because they looked like the Gordon's Fisher. Yeah, it did. It had the waves Terrible. on it. Terrible. I mean, aesthetically, it was kind of cool, but it wasn't hockey, and it wasn't that tradition. Yeah. So anyways, the, the 90s, the Buffalo Sabres changed their colors and came out that silly you know, side thing. They're actually just warm the other day. Uh, no. It's a terrible, don't, some, terrible don't even, Like, some reverse retro needs to be left out to pasture. That, yeah. Don't bring it back into the rink. Leave it in the pasture. It's, you know, when the Nike Swift came out with that, you know, vertical striping on the sleeves. It was a fad for a couple of years. And that I sort didn't of went mind away. that so much. That was, at least it was a, it was okay. I, I didn't mind that. It's the, 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 the diagonal thing that they had going yeah. there. The Ducks had it. The Ducks did it first and then everybody copied it. it well, the terrible. asymmetry that they had, like you'll have, I think it was, Atlanta, when the Thrashers were around, they had one shoulder that was a different color than what oh, way done. No. It was terrible. No, and these no, things no, are subjective, no. right? But I yeah. mean, there are certain parameters that I think we can agree on design yeah. wise. Well, it's work. funny when we did the book, right? We did the like the one that blew me away. Like your certain jerseys, oh, I haven't even talked to you about this. Like, no, there's certain jerseys that just like totally shock you, right? Like, yes. like, like. I had I be I became the Southeast Minnesota guy, right? Like, because I lived in Bloomington, it was really easy to get to Lesur, right? Yeah. From from one, on one sixty nine. So right. like anytime Worthington, any of these teams, they just that would be the closest way. So anytime they play, like the people in Lesur, that we became like family. Exactly. I, I went like seven or eight times to Lesur to get this other one shot team, but the team that just blew me away, and you won't even know this, was Wyndham. Their jersey, it's a Gemini. It's I'm telling you, it is it is one of your best ever renditions. I don't have it. <clears throat> I don't have I would kill for that Wyndham jersey. It's a lot like Thief River Falls' oh, Royal yeah. and Bright Yellow. Yes, but it has Wyndham. a very distinct eagle, almost like a like a uh not exactly, but like the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, you know the the the, ver, the very very narrow. It's a beautiful jersey. It's horizontal. The, horizontal yeah, eagles right here. The everything matched. The stripes matched. Everything was it was ideal. It was that was the day when I went, man. These guys really know how to make jerseys. Well, that's nice to hear. We we take like I said, and we all take a lot of pride. Um, you know the sewers who are phenomenal. They'll say, I see on TV, you know, they, they Oh yeah. The girls from sure they they're, do. they're Ecuadorian, uh, my, my, my Vietnamese, um, uh, friend Nam and, and, and that contingent. I mean, we, these are people that have this learning curve down and they really, really do a nice job and it means something to them. Oh it's yeah. It's not a commodity to any of us. Yeah. I'll get you a Wyndham here in one second. It's just, it's just beautiful. Oh Look yeah. That. that was, that was LA Kingsfield. Yeah. That, that were, we had, had that, Look I at that! It. Look at that 
Oh yeah, it's I like that. Amazing, it, it, it transcends. It's amazing. Or it, it, it it's crosses. an amazing jersey. I, yeah, I do remember that one. In it's fact. an amazing jersey. That's one we but, just uh, did too. That's recent. Yeah, it's 2020. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, 1920. I think it started. Yeah, 2020 was the Jersey project year. God, we'll do it that. again in six years. We'll do it every ten years. We'll do a book like this because wow. they change, right? I mean, the jerseys change. You know, they do. Most of the teams have a you know very few like Edina. We actually went away from that look, the one that we wore. For a few years, they, they wanted to I think they black. had a forest green, didn't they? Well, they Dino West did. That was yeah, their yeah, color. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was Baylor colors, basically. Yeah, it's yeah, totally yeah. Different. But I'm talking the high school program. We did a couple of really weird things in the 90s with them that yeah. we kind of regret. But you know what? We, we switched back to that jersey, and that's unlike Penn State. They've worn it ever I since. I love it. We've made no, nominal modifications to it. I love um, it. The guy at uh, Edina, who's my... He's he's like he's a Jersey guy. Yeah, and he's he's fastidious about details. So we were talking about changing the yoke on the boys' jersey to be green on the white jersey on the shoulder as a contrast. Yeah, girls, we do it for the girls, and it's the same jersey essentially. Yep, um, and it's kind of a neat look. He says, "You know, maybe we'll play around with that." So he's uh, but he's a traditionalist, so he wants to maintain no black, keep it clean. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting that uh, you bring that up. I've always wondered. I thought Southwest's best jersey was it's white with the purple, as you say, the oh, yeah, purple the, yeah, purple yoke. Oh, yeah, that, that was just that was, that's so right, they did intimidating. That. It wasn't like that. Yeah, you that. couldn't do it on a purple. You no, couldn't, no, it no. It would be ugly on a purple. No, all the way down, we have white on the shoulder on that green jersey. So it's kind of, yeah. a, you know, it's sort of an older look. Yeah. But, you know, you got to play. I mean, you know, the time that we spend, you'll see when you come over, the, the, the amount, sometimes it can actually retard the the process because i th we think of so much stuff and we overwhelm people with you know too much art and creative because you know you once you see it you know i we're, we people are very visual right yeah oh yeah so but you know i'm my own worst enemy sometimes matt my son is much better he says no nope, I'm going to pare it down. I know these are the best. This is all they get. And he'll send them three Don't versions. Don't give them more than three. No, and I'm giving them 10. You know, I don't, what do I know? What right? they'll do is they'll pick the worst one every time. Or they'll they'll just get caught in a perpetual second-guessing kind of a thing. So they're like, I don't yeah. know. I like this. But, uh, no, it's 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 a fun process. I cannot wait, though, for you to come over and see the place. And just because, oh. I mean, you'll like all the guys. But, moreover, just. It's how the thing flows. It's going to be... Uh, it's crazy what we turn out of that place. And we have 8,000 square feet. Or so. I mean, we're not huge, right? It we, sounds big to me, but... It, it's, it sounds big, but it's not that big. I mean, it's just... It's, it's like four of our office. Ours is probably like two. Well, it's, so it's the like, warehouse, so, so it's high. Oh, so we it's have high. a second seems floor. bigger even, The too, second floor, it? we don't count. So that's yeah. where we do all the subbing. And that's... It's it's really... A, it's a neat thing, but it's, it's years in the making. And a lot of other people who've worked for me, Chris Peterson, I don't know if you know Chris. He's a hot... Uh, he does girls, a lot of hockey. girls stuff. Yep. He worked for me, gosh, since out of college. You know, I joked that I hired him when he was about 16. And he was, you know, in his 20s. But he was with me for... 15 years. Then he left for two years to coach at um, one of the uh, Gentry. Wasn't it was it? like Gentry. It was a different revolution. Yeah, it was revolution. Right. Yep. So he, that he did, that didn't work. So he said he wanted to come back. So he came back. Well then in COVID, you know, everything shut down and we were making masks, but you know, he's got a family to support and uh, he went and took a different job. Well, He's coming back again. So it's no like Billy way. Martin's relationship. <laughs> no, it is. It's like, it's Billy Martin and, uh, and, and George Steinbrenner. Yeah. Right? But no, he's been my, he's my friend and, and has, has remained my friend. And he's been peripherally involved, but he's coming back full time. And, and it, when he's there, it just sings because he does, 
he compliments everything that I'm bad at. He's good at. That's good. He's actually good at some of the things I'm good at, but he's, he's just smart and he's, and he helped build the business. Um, Ross Cooney, who is just uh, an artist. He's a Minneapolis Washburn guy. Oh boy. Don't, say, Holy those, don't say those words. No, he was Holy right. Angels, but Ross, I mean, he's got, uh, he, I drive him crazy, right? It's like Felix and Oscar from The Odd Couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a flighty creative, and he's, you know, he's meticulous. I mean, this guy is just everything has got to line up. Well, I need him. He's yeah. He's perfect. He, he he's a perfectionist. Um, the girls that we have that are our sewers, I call them the girls. They're they're ladies. They're just wonderful. Um, in fact, one of them, I'm going. I got a new suit. I'm going to watch her. She just became. She passed her citizenship test. Really? So I'm going on the 11th for her big thing. You know, when, like, when they will get honored or yeah, whatever, yeah. She's like family to me. Uh, they both are, the, those two. And then I have Jane who runs all of our embroidery department. But, you know, these are all people. And it's not me. It's these people. They have contributed. I pay them, but yeah. they've contributed to the growth of the company. And the company has gotten to this point because I can count on people like them. I mean, we do a ridiculous amount of production. And we're doing this all in the United States. That was one of my questions, cr- but you know just what? Jumping ahead here. It's I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruin you, but this is what is crazy about what we do. A lot of people, they, they wouldn't work this hard. They wouldn't work this long. I mean, I'm, and I don't want to sound like, you know, poor me. I'm there seven days a week. My uh, priest said I could have, you know, dispensation. If I went to church, he'd let me go and work, you know, for you know, the afternoon. Right. So, uh, but, but I, every day, and that's how it is when it's busy time of year, I've, I'll walk down the stairs at midnight from setting up something, um, you know, creatively. And I'll see, you know, Peterson at the computer at, at midnight. You know, I, I mean, this, was, this is how we operate. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, I wish I was, I wish I was the sophisticated who was lecturing at Villanova. I, I, right. you know, we do what we have to do, but you know what? I love it. And the guys, we, the guys I say as a, a pluralist, everyone there, we, it's like a family. I mean, it truly is. You get to know these people. They become your friends. Uh, I was invited, my wife and I and son, to uh, the quinceañera of the 15-year-old daughter nice. of Sandy. It's just nice. a, a cultural thing, but that, that, that's important. You know, when they were godchildren to uh, uh, a baby that baptized, uh, we were there. They, they want us as a part of their, their lives. And, and that, to me, that's what, I mean. That I, means I, everything, doesn't I it? I could never, my sister, God bless her, and I don't mean to say anything disparaging about you know a big company but i couldn't survive in that type of an atmosphere no it would be too impersonal for me i need to be a part of something where i'm with people that well and you get the um my mom used to always say you know if, if you're ever feeling down clean your house like because once it's clean it's done right you can see the finished product right I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah i'll do that you know whatever right but same with you like when you finish a jersey yeah. that you saw the design you work with the client and then the jersey gets done and then it's, it's fully so what a rewarding it's job it's, right it, you know what you just nailed exactly why i like what i do now if i was working in in bitcoin or hedge funds i don't understand these things no me i'm very simple we design a product we work with a customer we make the product then i get the benefit of seeing that product and taking that pride in it and that's in a small business. You can make that kind of impact. Yeah. You know? I mean, the people who work for me make that impact. The designs they make, you know, sale that they make, something that they create, um, you, know, um, you know, outside of uh, design-wise. Um, yes, you, you nailed it. All right. So now we're, now we're really going here. I could just go Jersey on you all day long here. So 
Tell me a story, and, I, and this is just off the cuff. Tell me a story about a, a, a jersey design that maybe went sideways or maybe a jersey design that you hated but then maybe turned out to be way better, way more famous. Like one of my – and I, 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 I threw Wyndham at you, but one of the – one that I know that you guys have done and I'm just infatuated with is this purple Mankato, excuse me, Minnesota state version. That's iconic to me, that purple that you guys have made for them. Um, because it just kind of, it kind of, it, it screams Vikings because they have so much rich right. tradition with the Vikings. It just, it screams at me. Like that's a one that I like that you guys make, but what, what's something that you guys have done that you're like really proud of? Like well, the bedazzled <clears throat> North Dakota is kind of a cool story, but there's got to be more. Well, there's, you know, there's, you know, aesthetically, there's a ton of them that, that I have really been cool. One that we just did, and it was simple, but last year was uh, Joe Pankratz's one for Hockey Day. Okay. All right. can, <laughs> can I just say something about that? Okay. It's, it's your show. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. First of all, phenomenal. Phenomenal, but it is a knockoff. You knew that it is a knockoff. Yes, I I can I, I can get you on that one too. But we'll we'll go back oh, to that. Just, oh, you yeah. know what it knocked yeah, off yeah. too. Teddy, but Teddy Cheese. Yes, yes, he, he, the centennial. He, he made me centennial hockey aware of this. Yes, but I loved the design. And but the thing is, I knew about the pictures of the players on the jersey. If it wouldn't have been the pictures on the jersey, I would have thought it was one of your best ever because the yellow breezer covers, as you call them, pants, was Hockey phenomenal. Pants. They were phenomenal. <clears throat> it's a phenomenal jersey. Not a big fan of the uh, players on there, but you can <laughs> on TV. You can couldn't tell. Oh, no, it was very faint. And we had to. I, we did it about ten times. And, and Joe, who's a friend as well, like drove me drove me crazy on this. So I have it all aesthetically laid out, just like a power play. Right, you've got yeah. your lefty on the right, righty on the left. A center, uh, he's no, no. We got to switch this picture. I'm like Joe. No, it's like I can't have two lefties. It's totally. He, I don't Looks care. Stupid. Just figure yeah. it out. So it took forever, but you know what? It meant something to him. Now this guy is a. He's a. He was a great player. He might. Oh my gosh. He might have been the best player of get, all. Well, of of, of that, all of that on that as a sophomore yeah. on that '92 team, he may yeah. have been watching that game. He was that good. But at any rate, you know, for ten years, and I'm not saying this in any. I'm going to disclaim it because he's he's great, but. They had kind of had the monkey on their back. They never made oh, it to a state yeah. tournament. They had all that success in the youth program. That's a lot. So this, and he takes such, you know, he loves his players. But yeah. these are, he said he picked the, his favorite players. This was an homage to this time. And and, and, and the irony or the, the beauty of this whole thing was that they, it meant so much to him. That's the year that they make it. And they made it. Really, no one had them on the radar. I saw them on hockey day. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is this first line is scary. They're gold. But when they were Bantams, they were number one in the state for a period, so it wasn't like a huge shock. But I didn't know how good they were. But the biggest question is, were they actually going to come back from juniors? Because yeah, a yeah. lot of them well, were playing juniors. Two, that, yeah, three. Well, yeah, Rice, Bump, Bump and, Rice, and the other kid that was really talented. Uh, oh, I can see this. Yeah, they had a terrible. brother too. I'm totally really drawing a blank here, but they were good. Yeah, they, they were. Will, but then they had a the defenseman something. too. Uh, Anderson Jackson I mean, Anderson is a stud, and then the, the goaltending was good. Anyways, I I saw down there. The, I I told my men, my Eden Prairie friends, I said, "You guys are going to have to watch these guys. They're very good." And they they you know, yeah, yeah, they're okay. We've seen them. But. It's funny that team. Not that we're we're talking jerseys here, but that team did the opposite of Prior Lake. They they hold the opposite. Uh, Prior Lake would come out of the gates fast. Everyone they'd be ranked. They'd be great, and then right. they would just 
bite it at the end of the year, right? It seemed This that. one, they came out slow. <laughs> they went 0-3 in our Christmas event right. at Prior Lake uh, last last year. And, I mean, literally, they were left for dead. And then Hockey Day, they started to pick it up. By late January, they picked it up, and then they got hot as a pistol. And it was a great was story, history. though, but I was happy for Joe because he had that thing that meant so much to him, right? And the jersey, you know, anything that's clean. And I, I gave him those pants. He didn't want them. I mean, he, he was oh, like, that was he was like, I don't know. Is that kind of weird? I'm like, no. no, it's cool. No. And the kids were like, of course. Oh, yeah. No. But, but I, so we donated those to him just as, as a friend. But I wanted, it was more an ego thing. I wanted the outfit you to wanted, look, you wanted it look so, good. It was so cool. I mean, yeah. It was, um, it's funny. Joe was telling me about him. He, he wouldn't give me any, any, <laughs> he wouldn't give them to me because he thought I might tweet it or something. But I, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, I wouldn't do that. I just want to see him, you know? Never, like, never. Pitt did, did it this year. He showed me his jerseys, the East New East jerseys. And I, he goes, you can't tweet that. I'm like, Pitt, would I do that? Like, I, I want I want long-term friendship here. I don't want to, like, dust you on this, you know? A, another one. Yeah. So, but, like, Joe's was telling me about the jersey. He goes, but he couldn't. He didn't give me hardly any details and nothing about yellow pants. Nothing no, no, about yellow pants. I don't pants. think he knew about it at the time because I said, "Joe, what if we did this?" I said, oh, "He's not with the ugly. budget." It would have been ugly without it the yellow pants. Worked. The yellow it pants worked. is what made that thing work. It, it drew it out, and it was cool. But the, the, I mean, we did someone, not us, not our staff, but someone pointed it out to us. The, the knockoff. They tweeted it at us. I was like. Holy crap! I remember oh, yeah, that hockey yeah. day jersey. Well, but it was totally different colors. I mean, you have red. And they didn't and have white. red pants. Had they had red? And pants. they had black shoulders. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it was a different. It was just the was, football numbering. I I love that. It that was, was cool. That was a and that's another guy you'll have to you if you want a great interview, Ted Cheeseboro. <laughs> it would be something, get, wouldn't it? You you couldn't get a more entertaining human being. Yes, I'm I'm a stiff compared to what this guy. No, is. I agree. Uh, he's phenomenal. I so agree. he was the the brain. Well, I was the the design behind it, but he explained to me what he wanted, and we we worked and we worked well together have for years. But when did we you got do his, it, did you do his? Uh, what they were Sibley at the time? Did you do those? We did all of Sibley. Those were sweet. Well, we went back to the the Sibley with it. We we couldn't replicate the Cooperalls, but we went back to the state tournament team they had in '83 with uh, one of his sets, and we had the, we copied really? the diagonal Sibley. Yeah, that and one right here. You mean? It was no, it's oh. very similar to that, but that was I think in the '90s. That was you see the diagonals. <laughs> no, it's it's before that. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was actually it was Edina's white jersey, but it has a Sibley diagonal on it, and it was you know the old V neck that was the contrasting right. colors. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It was really cool. Well, Teddy, I mean, he just he he and I were all the Centennial stuff. That's his his team. Yeah, you know where he played and grew up. So we've done so many things together. And you know, I have to. I don't know if you know this about him, and I don't want to talk about Teddy, but Teddy. I've known him forever, right? He was asking me as a sounding board to send, he had a, a committee. He was applying to be on to name the new high school subsequent to the name of Sibley. Right. So the story goes, he says, okay, Teddy, read it to me. What do you got? He said he wanted to be accepted, right? This guy, is a, he's a law degree from, uh, <clears throat> he's Villanova or Wake Forest. I can't remember. He said Villanova. Well, law degree, uh, he, he worked at Dorsey, Whitney, one of the yep. top law firms in the, in the, in the country. Certainly Minnesota, and um, he, he's had such an eclectic, you're talking about eclectic experiences. So he's reading through all these things. I knew most of them. And he says, yeah, I played uh, Dr. Such-and-Such on the television show ER in 1995. What? And I'm like, wait, wait. I said, go back. 
And he says, what, you mean when I got married in Scotland? I'm like, no, no, before that. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but I want you to hear the rest of this. So, so he came over, and we watched the episode he was on. And there, you got to have him on. I mean, there's a story behind that, too. So, yeah. But anyway, so I, we digress, and hockey people and the small world we live. So um, let's talk about a few more injuries. You, you, you mentioned Prior Lake. There's got to be a few more that you just— you know, there are. Is it, all, is it like, just hockey day? It's like I mean, our, we did one this year, which I, I loved. It was predicated loosely off of. Let's see. So you did a couple of the hockey days. Oh, yeah. We did hockey. What did we do? That? Let's see. Hockey day, we did, you know, we did White Bear this year. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I think which we did, both? No, we just did the boys. Because the girls one was my, I ranked the girls number one. It used yeah, kind of a, I don't remember. An old school bear for their one, like a standing We did up bears bear. on the pants for one cool. of the teams. That was, was, that that was boys. Okay, that was, that was boys. boys. It was very cool. You know, I am a bear. And their jersey was know. white, just said white bear, which was cool. You know, we've done theirs. I don't remember. I know we did the boys because yep. I remember. No, you didn't that. do the girls. Then. We didn't do the girls. No. Okay. No, it's so, cool though. No, no, I love that. That next year, wait till you see what we got coming. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You've already, you've already coughed up one little, be, well, I, yeah. one little thing to me, which was probably well worth this whole, whole interview, to be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> Not that I'm going to tell anybody. No, um, it'll be a pretty good news. Really though. good secret. Although, uh, it wouldn't be the first time I let the cat out of the bag on some world news, so let's put it that way. It's hard, um, it's hard not to. I mean, that's world, right? I mean, I got in a little trouble with it because I knew they were going to announce they were getting hockey day, and I was up there the day before the thing. and oh. I, So I took a picture of the football field and I went, this might be a good spot <laughs> for hockey day if they were ever to come here. And the next day they announced you it there. You didn't know. That was I had no conjecture. idea. I just thought it might be a great spot <laughs> for it, you know. And the next day, all what the you do? all the uh, oh. you know the Bally's people are oh, up. Right. There. Oh yeah, they're all there. Like, but on Friday, I said this might be a good spot. And then the next day, hockey day announcement here. It didn't. Know. I don't think it detracted significantly. No, it was no. A, that was a purely honest. It was just uh, conjecture. Just right, it would be a good right. spot for hockey day. So <laughs> I didn't know that. So yeah, I mean, no one reads our Twitter in the in the summer. Oh anyway. yeah, no, you know, no, no one's no, one, no one ever pays attention to it. Okay, so. <laughs> Let's talk now. I, I let's talk some jerseys. You know, I, I had um, I we think in a, in a book here we picked out top ten jerseys, and you said seven of them were Gemini. That's yes, pretty impressive. That was Edina Jefferson Warroad Moorhead. Yes. Yep. Uh, Duluthies. Yes. Yes. The River. No. Right. Um, we've done them, but we haven't recently. Roso. Yes. Eden yes. Prairie. Yes. Greenway. No. Cloquet. No. Right. No. Well, you'll never get Cloquet. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I'll bet you you'll never get cloquet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're right. But I mean, everybody else is in play. Um, what's Chris's ideal jersey? Um, you know, I really like the pro cuts, and I like the combination of our. And I gotta show you the fabrics, but our flow one and our flow two—they're two proprietary dry fits that we've developed. Completely different fabrics, comparable weight, but they the way they function together, the one has more stretch to it. The one has more stability, but still both, you get them wet, you hang them up to dry. They're dry. They, they dry on the bench. It truly works. And, and they're so, and the aesthetics are a different thing. That's a functionality. Okay. Let's stick to the functionality here. Cause I, okay. I, I didn't, that's not where I was going. Cause I'm all about the color, right? Well, right, and, right, and right. But, but the fabric <clears throat> that, that raises an interesting point. Um, oh, we'll get to that in a second. Um, 
where do you get the fabric? And then how, who goes and you 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 obviously source it. Is it sourced in the United States or is it yeah, sourced everything. outside the United States? No, it's all United so States. Even the fabrics are made <clears throat> yeah. here. Yeah. Well, and that's and the reason. So where is it made? That's a that's a trade secret. I can't. Oh, it is. Oh, gee, I don't want. It's anybody. not. It's I not in Alabama. You, you where you get your fabric? We is? get our fabric in the. We we have we have a, we've designed this fabric with with our 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 vendor, our like a textile a circular, vendor, right? Yeah, it's a circular knit uh, process, um, beam dyed, which is you know another. Um, whole deal but uh we we design these two fabrics and they've been a staple of ours and and it's just our products are better they last longer i pay more we pay a lot for this fabric it's it's domestic it's, right. it's the best stuff we can get i can't get anything that's better there's things i could get that would be more durable there's things i can get would be lighter but i can't get anything that in that mix that it's almost to our our, our are, are an issue for us because the things they last too long. The Warroad youth, the kids that just won the youth, the youth state tournament. Yep. Those jerseys are 16 years old, 16. The white, I red, kid white, you not. Ones. We never made, well, you know what? I take that back. We did them originally. We did another team's worth or so, but they take care of them. And the, the product is, it's indestructible. If you take care of it and wash it, even with Velcro touching and Velcro destroys everything. Right. This stuff is resilient and it works and it still looks good. So, I mean, I, I, I was completely blown away. I'm like, oh my God, I actually called Peterson. I said, did you see they're still wearing those? We did those like in 28. I mean, really? 2009, eight or nine. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. kind of cool. That's well, a- it is, but it's like, you know, if they didn't last as long, people would buy more. But you know, right. what? I'd rather have something really nice that sometimes it's almost overkill. Like you saw Minnetonka's this year. Yeah. The high school or youth? The youth. The youth, is, 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 they were a joke. They were, they were so good. beautiful. And you know what? They are great to deal with. But are, And these were, they, here, stupid question. Are those individually owned, those jerseys? Is it yeah, a one I shot? Think, I think that that's their plan. They now got that s- nice of a jersey for a one shot. That's expensive. Well, it was, but we I remember when it. my son played Jefferson, they would go on a three-year cycle. Yeah. So he had six years of youth hockey, right? You know, yeah, squirts, yeah, squirts, whatever. So squirts, six years. Squirts. He got two jerseys because every, the right. third year you got to put, you got to keep the third year jersey. Right. And then they would cycle and it And then they through. would cycle it too. So he got two Jefferson youth jerseys. And then if it was the third year of the expiring year, that was the year they put the name on the back. You yeah, could yeah. You could sew, you know, a patch on the back with the kid's name. I love that for, that's good because a jersey, a high quality jersey, should last for three years. Yeah, and they will. And um, where I actually, I, I think we're doing them again, though. I, I think and I, to, to top that's going to be very tough because it was very clean and it's yeah. two colors. You know, you don't have a lot. Correct. Um, you know, there's different nuances, but but at any rate, um, no, I, I we're really proud to see it. and the kids, the, the the gentleman with whom we worked for the association said they've never, people were just ooing and eyeing about this product because they'd had a, you know, there's nothing in sublimation, but they had a, a lesser, you know, a lesser quality fabric sublimated jersey. Um, and this really made a difference for these kids. They were really proud of it. They had great success in that youth program as well. Right. As the high school. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's nice, but it makes me feel good to see that. You know, if, if we make something that, you know, is... Not as uh, good, which we don't. I mean, I, I'm going to be straight right. with you. We just don't. Um, I, I'd feel bad. Or if someone had a problem with the quality of our product or, or the creative on it, you know, it, it stings. You know, you, you yeah. take that seriously, personally. Yeah, okay. So we talked about the, 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 the fabrics and how they work. That's kind of fascinating. Um, 
let's talk about design or do you want to wait to the end to talk about how, how you guys design it or what's the, what's the philosophy for design or what's Chris's favorite? Um, what's the favorite Jersey you've ever designed? There's gotta be one. There's so many, but you know, a lot of them are for reasons, right? The North Dakota black one that we had done originally was one of the most exciting things because they had never worn a black Jersey. Right. And they came out and the guy, and this is when they were very successful, right? They'd won national championships, two of them. Yeah, in that brief period of time when we started doing the jerseys, um, that was a neat one to do. But a lot of them are, you know, the time. But um, I, I was really proud of this one we did for Chicago Lakes. Yeah, you, it, was it was before gorgeous, you. gorgeous, and the colors are the old Edina West it's a colors. Tricky, it's That's difficult. Tr- it's like Mayo's got the same kind of skin. Yeah, going yeah, too. Mayo's very similar. They've got yellow though, as opposed. This is a more of a Vegas, and uh, it's good. I, I mean, Andover stuff. I, I've taken a lot of pride in. Um, we did a, a neat commercial that we were uh, we had put up for the really? high school tournament. Yeah, we had run it uh, throughout the high school tournament uh, for the for the double A. Really? Yeah, and so I we ran it this. about ten times. Oh, it's it's a it was a neat. We had um, uh, Coach um, Mark Manny is a yep. terrific guy, and he worked with us on this. We're friends, and uh, we had one of his players because of the uh, what do they call it now? I can't remember the the name. Where you can hire the kids to do commercials. Nil. Nil. Thank you. So we hired a young man. Uh, to, to play, you know, this role. It was a good commercial. We had good music. It was edited well. Um, but th- I, I was taking pride in, in their stuff. I like their colors, too, black and Vegas gold. Or, Looks sharp. It's a good, you know, and that's subjective, too. I like red, white, and blue a great deal. It's the Love Holy Angel stuff with Greg Treble we would design, and it was very simple, kind of like how he coached clean, you know. It's, uh, my it, my favorite of these, my favorite jersey is these the, the two color the the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Is, it, it begins and ends with the Maple Leafs, yeah. that, that, because it's just so easy. It's clean. You, you well, know? you know, they, they, hey, your your Minnetonka is that way now. Yeah. It's just so easy to see. You know, you don't need the third clean. color. Well, as a designer, having a marketing company yeah. prior to this to YHH, it was like the fewer design elements, the better. And you probably get it where they want to add. Like that's no. that's why I go back to the the Joe Pancrans jersey. It was, like, it was just a, too much of a design, way too busy of a design. Well, we element. took the stripes off the body. You should have seen before. Oh my it, lord! Uh, oh, I mean, oh, we, we couldn't have gosh. had that. But we wanted to make it subtle enough where it meant something to him, but it was clean enough where if you're watching it, it doesn't detract from no, the it cle- didn't. cleanliness. The cleanliness, if that's the word of the stripes. Yeah. Well, as you said too. I mean, and this is a, a, an adage or a saying, but. The ultimate in sophistication is simplicity. Look at the Quebec Nordiques. I mean, I mean, how cool is that? And it's One so simple. Most beautiful things I've ever it seen. It is, and the color. I mean, uh, you know, you look at the their Italian. color's unique though. It is. It's the Italian uh, soccer. It color. is. It's, it's a. It's, it's a, a very it's a different 300 blue. blue. Yeah, it's, it's a different blue. Ah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's vibrant. Every, it's unbelievable uniform. You know, it's fantastic. So, all right. So, how does somebody get in touch with you guys, and what does the cycle look like from a sales perspective? You know. Well, you know what we. Typically, we're slower in the first quarter, but we were really busy this first quarter. We had the slap shot guys. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. Was something. Yeah. So we did about 400 of those purely twilled. Plus, we had a lot of the AAA stuff that we do. Yep. And we'll do a lot of the teams, for instance, uh, like uh, many of the high school teams, they will give their graduating seniors or they'll have them buy their jersey. Otherwise, they end up stealing them you know, half the time. So we will replace I like those. these guys who steal jerseys, by the way. I like them a lot. If you ever have any stolen jerseys. Well, they're getting them. They're getting them. So what yeah. we're doing is we're doing, we're replacing those, and we're preparing you know, for all of the spring and then the summer, where we really become numb is right around like 
mid-April, May 1. It's like it the floodgates open. Really? Like Little Caesars, and it's a huge, I mean, you've got all the associations. A, you make those jerseys? Yeah, Little That's Caesars. That's one of the sexiest jerseys it, it, really, You know what? To make those colors work together, it's... It, it, it's that movie with Will Ferrell when they had the basketball team. It's yeah. got those colors, but this works. So the Mystics were they? Something no, they were the tropics. They? Tropics. The tropics. Yeah, yeah, tropics. Close. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you, if you, I know people are anti tier one hockey here, but I'm telling you, it is oh, those two uniform. That uniform. That's a cool uniform. Every year, it's like wow. It's wowza that bright orange with the bright blue. It's just it's gorgeous. No, it's it's a, gorgeous it's a cool it's a cool one, and we we enjoyed. In fact, we dealt with uh, what's his name? I'm name dropping here. Um, uh, Ralston, Brian Ralston, Brian Ralston was the yeah. one that yeah we did that with. It was was Brian originally, and then I think his his son was a real good player. Um, has aged out, I believe, and he is younger one. So anyway, he he got us involved with them, and it's only been the last two or three years we've done that. They look good. Yeah, they're sharp. They I mean, it's really a good. it's a good. Really you know, good. some of the jerseys. Just uh, your the questions. Um, the one and, and more of it. You know, it's the, it's the aesthetic of the jersey. But we did a jersey, and I, I, I'm going to try to say this without sounding self-aggrandizing because we're not meaning to be that way. But um, uh, Wasika had a, a police officer who was very close yeah. to the team who was I remember shot, that. I remember. And, and it was illegal, wasn't it? Like, well, they deemed it, it, it was, was like but high school league, was yeah, it? Yeah, and this was oh, Craig was Perry. Now, Craig was a teammate of mine in North Dakota. And yeah. he, he's one that had to make the decision, and he's a friend of mine. I understand his, yeah. his position. What was that? Again? Well, I forgot about it that. It was they, they couldn't, uh, we had, it wasn't you know an anti-police thing, but it was right. like, it was... There was some rule that they had, and the specific rule, it was a little ticky-tacky, I, I thought. You know, the yeah. rule itself, not Craig's enforcement of it, but the rule. Well, Micheletti got a hold of that. He was in, and he started chirping on his show. Well, the thing just exploded. Yeah. And we ended up making, like, like $17,000 worth of jersey orders on the online store when we got to work Monday morning after his podcast. People all over the country we're buying these to support this family. Yeah. We were able to donate a lot of money to the family, and I and I still keep in touch with you know Eric and his wife. And um, you know he's got a long road. He's still not hundred percent correct, and, and he not, likely never will be. Yeah, but, you know you talk about, I mean, just great people, and go to a town like Wasika, and see the kind of people that are there. I oh mean, yeah, this is what our country used to be. I mean, it's awesome. There's a lot of towns like that. I know. They all, you know, I, I, the bank has Eric Matson. you know, get better. And we were pulling for you, praying for you. I mean, all the, the, the businesses in town, but all these people converged and we had an event and he showed up. It was his first time really out. And I, I'll never forget that. I mean, in that Jersey was, they were auctioning off. We like $30,000 they raised for the family because they sold them two years later. Yeah at this event and we would have made more, but it was to be part of that. I mean, that's so that to me that, and I thought the Jersey was beautiful. We mixed, you know, Navy gold and Royal, which is, you know, odd, but Royal and gold are their colors. Right. And to put Navy with that it's was tricky. cool, but it was cool. It looked like a cop's uniform. Yeah. And it was a, I, I, I love that Jersey. That's funny. Here's another, uh, Chris Bombino brush with greatness. I feel like I, saw something on the news we'll call it uh or maybe it was my news feed about you guys doing something during covid uh, with masks yeah. right you mentioned something about we what, what was we that we um we we were basically we were shut down you know we we're not essential we're not a candy store or a box store so we do I'm, I'm being 
right. wise guy. Yeah. But, well, they shut us down, and, and you know what? Candy and, store. I didn't get it. Now I get it. Sorry. Sorry. Smart Alec. Yeah, you know. So um, we, it was kind of a neat story in that, you know, at that time, you know, we really thought uh, we were doing something good. And, and we, we, we were. Um, we didn't realize that, you know, the, the efficacy or they, they weren't quite what we thought. But we had a spec. We got the fabric. And we, all my guys came in. I said, I was going to pay them regardless. I said, you know, I understand this is uncharted territory. We'll pay you. You can come in if you want. If you want, we're going to make a lot of these mats. We made 150,000 of these things. Like, that's a lot. No way. And this is with no, we had, to, we had to scour the earth for elastic. And we knew a guy in Alabama who had some, another, I mean, you know, just to, then the specking the fabric we got for it. It was, it was a crazy thing. And we did a lot and we sold. No one else had it. It scares me to think what our supply chain is. Yeah. I mean, you look at uh, pharmaceuticals. I mean, some of these things are, are frightening. Anyways, we, we were able to do this, and it felt good. You know, we essentially gave them away at cost, which right. I thought, you know, um, that would be the good, you know, the right thing to do. We don't need to make a ton. Um, but it was neat that all my guys came in, all of my people. They wanted to work. And we had, it was crazy. We had our, some of our industrial Were they machines. custom masks? What were they? Well, we did those too because we got bored. It was like, I felt like, you know, all work and no play makes Chris a dull boy. I was right. Jack Nicholsoning for a while. We started creating, but we were making, we did hockey jersey material. In fact, that there's an Edina jersey that has this material. And both behind you. And the, and the Egan one. We had a bunch of that stuff, right? Okay. We don't use it anymore. And, uh. We made medical gowns out of it. So these guys looked like, you know, Teletubbies. You know, they have the, the yellow and the red, and they loved it. So the nurses that I know came in, we designed, and we made uh, several thousand of those. Really? Gowns, yeah, to protect because they'd throw them in the wash, and this was resilient. So, but the mask thing, we started making, you know, goofy masks with, you know, pictures on them and, and states and sublimated stuff. We did the sublimated. Most of the, the medical ones, though, we made off the medically specced fabric. And they would use them to protect the N95s. And now it was like a, you know, it was a, it was a good thing. Um, you know, I, it was such a different time though. I mean, that was three years ago, right? Yep. And you know, we were all scared. We didn't know what the heck to, that was going to happen. And yeah. you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? But yep. you know, it was like I felt this kind of unity with people that I'm sort of missing. You know now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. Everybody's like, you know what? Um, I, you know, we did someone a solid. They sent us over a couple of bottles of Jack Daniels. I mean, it was, you know, not how we normally do business and, right. and you know, paid in chickens, but, but it was cool because we had, you know, everybody was kind of in the same boat. We didn't really know what was ahead and we thought, Hey, we're going to do something. It'll, it'll help. Hopefully, you know, it's not the N95, but it's going to help, yeah. you know, protect these things. So we were doing things all over the country because no one else was, I joke and I, I don't say this, too jokingly, but no one else is really dumb enough to do what we do. <laughs> and so, I mean, consequently. I've been told that about myself <laughs> no, as well. but that's the beauty of, of free market. And and, and I, I, I want to interview you when I get my own podcast. You should. I, I would. You should. I, be I would. A, like record numbers, like nine or ten might listen to <laughs> it. Was, but be like, yeah. it's better than CNN. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. All right. All right, so we've leveled this whole thing off. I, I'm, 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 it's an honor to meet you. I, it's been a blast hearing your story, you know, from childhood to, to, to Gemini. I mean, this Gemini thing you have is fantastic. I, I wish you best of Thank luck you. because we need more – quality looking uniforms out there and the more you get the i think the better 
the hockey community could be. And it's weird. It's just a little tiny slice, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, we're nothing. Tiny we are slice. nothing. It's a tiny slice. Of, but you know what? We have want to make an impact. And the fact yeah. that people like you and the gentleman you told me about it works for you, have this kind of a love for this product. I mean, that just excites me. Oh, yeah. When we talked on the phone too prior to our meeting today, I mean, I knew we would be able to get along and hang yeah. out for hours. So I'm sorry if I got long winded. No, you did not. You did not. You you impressed. You impressed. Oh, and it's funny. It's, wasn't that weird? Isn't that ironic that the uh, number one jersey in our Jersey Project book is an Edina jersey, number one, and it's got the Gemini logo right there on it for you. So. No, I think that's wonderful. And um, no, I, can't, I couldn't. I couldn't have spent my morning in a more enjoyable fashion. Even if I was in Florida on the beach, this was a blast. So was thank a blast. you for having me. It was a blast. Uh, everybody hoped you uh, enjoyed this as much as I did. Chris Bonvino from Gemini Athletic. You need to stay up on the streets if you can't take the heat.